RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage World system in our custom science fantasy setting. Thank you for listening, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena has a trying combat with a group of Troyas who ambush them from off-road as Athena and Jean traveled to Toshi to deliver her parents to safety. The Troyas attempted to rob them at the very least and leave them face down in a gutter at the worst. But Athena did not leave them alive so they could get a second chance later. She finds some information, maps, and a picture of Veli. She and Jean head out once again, hopefully unbothered for the rest of their journey to Toshi. We open on the Toshi skyline, much more spread out than the dense Olera skyline. Only several tall buildings spear upwards into the clouds. Nestled along the coast, there are a number of stilted desalination plants hovering above the water, purifying and filtering it through the city streets into the several vertical farms within. Along one of the many major thoroughfares, we see a battered and beaten SUV steadily leaking a thin trail of black smoke as it clunks and rumbles to a halt. Our perspective swivels to the opposite side of the crawling SUV. We see the SUV stop absolutely battered in front of a diner. The front, it looks deceptively like a normal diner, but up against two other buildings, like there isn't an alleyway between them. Gotcha. Very cute neon sign, skillet upward facing with a pad of butter dripping down it. Gotcha. But it drips in like increments. And it slips between the various positions like a classic Vegas neon sign. Of course. And the name says Flappy Jacks, Flapjack, Flappy Shack. Gene throws the gear shift into park, slumps back into his chair with a, a heavy sigh, his spidery legs stretching out behind him into the, the middle rows. <sighs> well, Mm, this is it, right? Yes, yeah, it. I and should probably go in and. I'll, I'll go ahead and stay here with the cargo. Appreciated. So the car don't go. You know, why don't you pull around the side street and come in the back, so nobody sees a crate coming in. All right. I'll let you in. I'll find my way. And she gets on out of the car and taps on her mask. The streets of Toshi are not as packed and busy as the metropolis of Olera, but there's still plenty of traffic. This is a seedier part of town, although it's not the worst, but it's a place you go to be anonymous or where you don't want to answer too many questions. There are plenty of illicit dealings and underworld contacts to be found. Several eyes follow your 
beaten up SUV as it makes its way around the block. Even something as battle damaged as this is bound to draw some level of attention. I don't think she wants to make herself a target by shouting them off, because I don't think they're going to do anything necessarily. Could she do a notice to see if any of them look a bit more nefarious than usual? Sure. Six. You notice that the people paying the most attention are the ones who are stationary. So there's somebody seated in what appears to be like a rundown bus stop, the panes of glass shattered and littering the pavement around it. There's somebody standing just outside of an alley on the opposite side of the road, but nearly a block down. But everyone else seems to be just moving about their business, not paying too much attention. Mm. Okay, she got a beat on them, though. Maybe she just stares at them for a sec. Can she roll an intimidation, showing that she's noticed them? Sure. You know what? I would say um, that notice probably should have gotten your streetwise. Oh, that'd be a plus two then. That'd so, be an eight. So with a raise, you probably know that it's unlikely that they're specifically looking for you. They're probably just lookouts or informants who are keeping an eye on the area, or they could even have been put there by Flappy. Hmm. So she knows Flappy might put people out here, so she's not going to be super concerned about that right now. In the very brief time she's been between the car and the restaurant, the cloying mugginess of the air is like already in her armor. When she opens the front door with the little bell dinging, it's accompanied with just a blast of AC and she's just... (sighs) As you enter the front of the diner, Flappy Jack's Flapjack Flappy Shack is like most diners one would expect to see. One floor longer than it is tall, but as you enter and look from left to right, you can see that it is far longer than you would expect, and in fact, the walls on both sides of the single-story building have been knocked down entirely and feed into both of the buildings on the opposite end of the diner itself, expanding outwards, but not visible from street level. That's a nice secret. Athena tried to help with those retrofits a little bit before he told her to get lost and he was hiring real contractors. (laughs) She was just trying to save him a buck. Mm. Turns out quality was more important. Who knew? The cloying mugginess of the outside is stripped away as you are blasted with AC. The prickle of artificially cool air on your skin mingles with faint stickiness from cooking steam. The sense of sizzling meats, fresh eggs, grease, and grease. Are there potatoes? There are always potatoes. Flappy's a good man. There's a stream of steady business, and most of the customers are packed in the front, but you can see that along the very extended counter that runs through the entire building itself and winds back, there are many tables in which you could sit. Hunched behind the bar proper is a karnic that would give Photius Roth a run for his money. Oh. <laughs> A large, burly, dusty brown Ignean with a frill that runs down the length of his body, but most predominantly falls loosely to one side of his face, almost like a swoop of hair. As he bobs and moves behind the counter, you can see it flapping up and down. Strung across his waist is a tool belt of cooking utensils accompanied by an apron, and strapped to both arms are holsters holding enormous revolvers. We call those salt and pepper. Damn, that's good. (laughs) Salt the wound. Pepper you with bullets. It's a salt and pepper. A salt and pepper. Damn, that's a take of Benny. Uh. Yes. A salt and pepper. Pepper with holes. Salt the wound. That's their full names, you know. Their titles. 
but we don't have like Yu-Gi-Oh slow down time here where you can say a full name. <laughs> you gotta have shorthand. True to form, one gun is white and the other is black. What does his apron say? It might just be the flappy logo. He's, he, he's big fan of the brand recognition because it's his brand and everybody's got to know about it. The up-facing skillet with the pad of butter slipping down it. As you enter, the belt dings and he looks up to see you, placing both of his clot hands on the counter he leans in a bit. Welcome to Flappy's. How may I help you? Flappy, how the heck are ya? I'm gonna want to empathy Flappy right there. Seven. Success? Flappy is a being of ironclad determination, and it shows in his aura. The colors are very steady. There's very little fluctuation in it. You certainly do not sense any kind of tampering or other involvement. As she approaches, she does that cool hand clasp. You know what I mean? Sure. The greeting with the the forearms. Sure. Hell yeah. Artemis, business is good. How about you? It's never not good. All right. So, I can't help notice uh, you're usually here with Vulcan. Or is he too busy to come and see me? Oh, he's just on a trip right now, doing some solo recon. Recon. Team building. I see. Well, pass along my hello. I will. Come with me. We speak in the back. Can we speak in the very back? Because i got to go open the door. More special delivery. Come along. He whistles to one of his associates that is appearing from around the corner with a bussing tray and then gestures to the front counter before moving back with you. Does he have a gun under the bussing tray? <laughs> He's like holding the <laughs> yeah. gun under the bussing tray as he walks around. You guys move two to three layers deeper into the establishment, the second layer being cooking and storage, the third layer being an office space, and when you reach the very back, it's like a giant storage warehouse and a refrigeration unit for kitchen items proper. But this area definitely does not look like a diner. Looks like it probably shouldn't even be connected together in the first place. There is a large garage door that opens to street level. She waits politely for him to pound the button. Does he pound it like Booker and Bioshock? Yeah, absolutely, yeah of course he does. Yeah, he, he does. makes a fist, slams it into the giant red button, which goes, <laughs> sets the lights on automatically, and the metal slats begin to tug their way up revealing bright, bright sunlight and an SUV that is idling patiently. Athena waves for him to come on in. He does, and it trundles its way forward the last couple of feet, coming to a halt. Flappy presses the button, it shuts, and you are all inside. Good, good, good. So, you sent me the primer for these agents that you need to have waiting around for you. Do they seem satisfactory? Well, I can put them to work. It's not really a problem. They might need a little time to wake up first. They've been sedated for about... God, how many hours has been? She looks at her watch. A bunch of hours. You know, I'm fine working on little information. That's not really a problem. Is there anything you might have left out that maybe you should tell me now? Uh, We ran into some Troyas on our way. Troyas? What, one of those tribals? Have you seen any more of them in the city recently? I, from time to time, they pass through, but you know them. They're nomadic. They usually like to keep their distance, and they're not going to argue with that. Well, they come and they pay, like anyone else. They're a bit boisterous, but uh, when I run into them, it's usually not a problem. Although there have been reports that the roads are getting a little bit more sketchy. Well, you ran into trouble, but you made it here, so I assume everything has been dealt with. I think so. We, we got all of them we could. 
Were you followed? Not that I'm aware of, but some of them have mental links, so they might have seen us coming, but if we ditch the car somewhere else... What do you mean, like, psionics? Might just be comms. That could be. Well, I would be surprised if they would send a force into the city, so... If you made it here and they weren't openly following you, then I think we're probably good. He folds his arms over as he appraises the SUV and Gene steps out and keeps a, a distance but offers a, a nod of solidarity and he's got his mask on. His little helmet. What does his helmet look like? Probably just a standard regulator one, a little yellow visor in the front. Is he in uniform? Like, is he in a regulator uniform? I assumed when regulators come to the surface, it's still in that general color scheme. So that he is openly representing Caldonics right now. If anybody could look at him and clearly know, like, that guy is a regulator from Caldonics. Maybe he just got a standard issue uniform, matte black. That's fine. But regulators aren't really common knowledge up here, so... I would say that's true. Especially this far away. Yeah. If the Troyers are on the move, I don't really know what they want. Power and influence, I assume, like everyone. But must be good for Sato Novi. Why do you say that? Less roads to use means more traveling on the rails. Huh. Further incentive to, you know, drive their business up. And there's been talk of expansion, building new rail lines, or maybe elevating the existing ones so they're not as easy for people to prey upon. Otherwise, they have to keep security staff in that type of thing to prevent abductions. Are people really getting into the tubes? I mean, not really, but it's a... It's a concern. It wouldn't be the first time people tried to assault them. Hmm. I heard about uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Not too long, but there was some sort of abduction attempt. Someone was fighting in the tubes, broke into the train, escaped. They never caught who was responsible for it, but it does happen. Not when the trains are safe. What's the world coming to? Oh, if you believe it, there was talk saying that they want to make some sort of flying trail. <laughs> what? Track, you know, elevated above the ground so that... Like it levitate? Something like that, yeah. It would be very expensive having to get the uh, technology from somewhere else. Even our tech isn't quite that good here, so... Well, if anyone can afford it, it's fucking Sato Novi, am I right? Yeah. Either them or Olericorp, but Sato Novi is doing very well for itself lately. Pairing with Olericorp, they still get the most money, but get a bigger slice of the pie means more for Toshi, it means more business for me, more expansion, so I'm all for it. But, you know, Sato Novi doesn't really have the same level of personnel as Olericorp. They have to outsource a lot. Certain organizations, he looks at you pointedly. Oh. Amongst others, I'm sure. You haven't seen any Ascendants, have you? Um, not directly. Is it known that, like... Flappies is a safe house for Pantheon agents. Like, is that a, a thing known in the underground? Probably. Even publicly? At least in the underground, because, like, Pantheon, people are all aware that they can cheese it to here, sure. and they'll be protected. It's a bit of a dicey middle ground. If the Ascendant agents were to come into our establishments for protection or safe house, they're sort of a competing organization, so I'm somewhat reluctant to turn them away at nothing, but... If they're not one of ours, then they're sort of the opposition, no? They are the opposition, because they're just a Laracorp. It's just a Laracorp. We can't let them in here. Are you sure? I mean, they're a Laracorp. Why do you say this? I did some digging. 
made by one of their infiltrator agents copying our business model, trying to cut in on our bullshit. I see. His fingers twiddle idly as he's thinking, and you can hear the bony cracks as he flexes one hand. Means we've got a good thing going, and they want a slice of that pie. Yes, it does. I will keep my eyes open, ensure they know on the street that they are not welcome here. Now, if they open their own restaurant chain, that is when we become worried. That's when we become litigious. <laughs> Do you really think that if they're owned by Lercorp, you really think that anything like that would help us? They would tie him up in courts for a little while. <laughs> I hope litigious is a fancy word for shoot them full of holes. He has a distraction. If you know where they all are, they're easier to take out. His face pinches in mild concern for a moment. That's not untrue. She shrugs, but her eye reflections on her mask are flicking back and forth like, is that a good idea? <laughs> well, uh, you've got your cargo here so we can get them settled somewhere and uh, they'll wake up at some point. Are they briefed on me and what they're doing here? I'll introduce you when, you know, they wake up. Very good. I'll crack some smelling salts, see where they're at. We've got plenty of salts here. She looks pointedly at his one white gun. Oh no, that's assault. Oh. He strokes it fondly for just a moment. <sighs> the best seasoning. <laughs> what are your thoughts on MSG? I've never tried that type of pistol before. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a chef. Well, Alpha, do they have a room, a room key? Yes. Are they in the same room? Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay, then yes, I've got them all set up. Holds out the key and tosses it to you. <laughs> do I have to roll a catch it? If you want to. I do. If you want to see if you fuck it up. Yeah. So let's roll agility. It's defensive. <laughs> she could fail. How do you completely bungle catching this? She's not used to wearing this kind of mask right now. And it fucks with her depth perception, so, like, she sees him toss it, and she swipes through the air and closes her fist like she's caught it, and then it just pings off of her chest onto the floor. Jean is the one on the opposite and says, smooth. She would be beat red if she did not have a mask on. Listen, I've been awake for 36 hours. Jean scuttles over, extends a three-fingered hand to Flappy, and he says, Flappy Jack... Big fan, gotta say. We've never been formally introduced, but uh, I'm aware of your work. True artist. Pleasure. He uh, arches a scaly brow ridge, but shakes Jean's hand and says, I, I appreciate this. Thank you. Does he have a little twinkle in his beetle black eye? He sure does. The twinkle of reputation. Well, if you're making yourself known for the first time, then perhaps you'd like to come and try something. A friend of Artemis is a friend of mine as well. Eugene pats his stomach appreciatively. He says, it's been a long trip. Might as well dig in while we wait for the cargo to thaw. Sounds good. You take care of that. Order something for me. I'll be there. Are they in a crate that you're going to? Yeah, okay. it's just in a little metal crate. So she's just very carefully like easing it up with both hands, hovering like just off of the crate twirling it just so to get it around like the weird corners in the stairwells. As you're finagling that through the bowels of Flappy Jack's Flapjack, Flapjack, you hear him and Gene walking off into the distance and Gene just goes, you know what, I've always wanted to try that one thing. We transition to the inside of a kitschy hotel room style room. Basically any beachfront hotel you've ever been in, it looks like that. Nice. 
There's washed out pink and green, blue and yellow stripes on the bedding. She's flopped them on top of it, but they're still kind of asleep, like they're rousing. Mm -hmm. But she's flipping up the bottom of the sheets to check the mattresses for bed bugs. She got bed bugs one time. Never again. Now, it looks like Flappy keeps a cleaner establishment than that, so bed bug free. Any bug is a bed bug if you find it in your bed, really, so. There's a print of a painting in, like, a shitty frame above the bed of, like, a beach with a wave and a little TV in the corner. One of those little glass top tables that might not be real glass, because why would you pay for real glass, you know? Plexiglass. Wicker chairs with the padded seat on it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And it makes that crunch adjacent noise when you sit down in it. Yeah. Yeah. The straining of the wicker. She looks over at her parents. Clint is asleep with his mouth open, occasionally snoring and snorting through his nose. Val looks very peaceful. Slightly furrowed brows, troubled Mm. sleep, but the soft, repetitive rise and fall of breath. She tucks a crate over in the corner of the room to make sure if they, I don't know, need to hide somewhere they could get in it. Safety crate. Safety crate. Safety crate. Athena crosses to the bed. She sits down before stirring them, watching her parents. I think they look younger, asleep, a little less worried, a little lighter. She wonders if they're dreaming about anything, but she knows she has to get down to business. She jostles them gently, you know, not in a hurry. It's just time to wake up. She helps them sit up a little bit. Heavy sedation in their limbs getting them to lean forward on the side of the bed as she sits in a chair in front of them, waiting till awareness comes back into their eyes. You're able to rouse them without too much trouble, which is surprising given what they managed to sleep through. She has her mask's hard light retracted, so it's just like a jawline attachment right now. Mm. And they both stir, begin to push themselves up, bleary-eyed, blinking themselves to the waking world. And they find themselves in an unfamiliar room, but you are standing with them. And Clint says, Oh. Oh. So we made it. That's it. Yeah. Well, were you sedated too? No, I'm just tired. Oh, okay. Hope you didn't run into trouble all the way. Oh, just a few ruffians. They were no problem at all. Oh. Val looks a little bit more worried at that and says, Oh, um, well, thank you for getting this here safely. We scared him off. A-okay. If anyone could, you could, dear. She gives her a little thumbs up and a, a nod of a stamp straight. So, um, what, what now? Now you get to go meet Flappy. He's gonna be your protector slash boss. Is this new information? <laughs> it probably is. I don't think she had time to talk about it. Well, she didn't want to talk about it in the house if there were wiretaps. Uh, I'm sorry, boss? So, part of what I did up here while I was undercover was I started a specific brand of safe houses. Built up a network of sorts and they needed the safe houses. So they wouldn't be pursued. Could have a place to recharge. I met this guy named Flappy. He had a diner. And one of his rules is you don't bring beef into a Flappy's except the beef that you eat. Which I thought you of all people would appreciate, Dad. No beef except for eating. No beef except for eating. She hands them both masks that match hers. Oh, um, how do we, uh... 
It clicks on, and then it conforms, and she gestures to her own jawline. And we'll all match, so that'll be cute. They, with mild difficulty, put the accessories on and then click them to life. You're going to want to keep those on uh, just about at all times, unless you're in this room. Uh, you will want to disinfect it each night. Baby powder is actually really nice for that. Uh, do you use baby powder for disinfecting? Is that... It's more to keep it from chafing after oh. you disinfect it. Okay. It's kind of weird. I don't... Ugh. It's got like a weird it's smell. It's new, new mask smell. Oh, how long does that last? Only really a day or two. Your nose will get used to it. You can you can some you can put perfume on the inside if that's but then it's a little cloying, I found out. I don't have any perfume, but okay. Okay. So we gotta wear these all the time. Okay. And uh you 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 said you didn't know how long we were gonna stay here? Not right now. It's just not it's, it's like like a like a work study, right? Yeah, she is she <laughs> beady eyes behind the do they the light. do they narrow <laughs> yeah just a little bit uh, uh, she puts her hand on her chin grabs her cheek went from one of the greatest days of my life that I never got to fully enjoy to being an understudy in a diner on the surface I feel so dirty being here Val rubs his shoulders. Sympathetically. I very briefly was the Feastival champion. I know. Other, I was there. Other people should be studying me, is all I'm saying. Well, you know, the kitchen's just a, an amalgam of ideas. But usually you want them to be good ideas. What? Maybe you could help him elevate some of the diner food. Make me a persuasion. Okay. <laughs> I hope this goes well. Fours all around. Okay. Nods his head a little bit. He says, Yeah, I mean, it's a diner. How good could it be? It's pretty good. Her stomach audibly rumbles. I guess what I'm saying is a diner is like a place you go when it's open 24 hours and you don't have any other options. But Escar Glow or, you know, a similar fine eating establishment is more for a refined palate mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. I would expect a select type of person to be able to appreciate how how much better it is. So, yeah, you're maybe I can maybe I can help spruce this place up, you know, mm-hmm. make his business better. This will be a nice little reversal about how he can he could be studying something for me. Yeah. Val is nodding silently. <laughs> Does she have her mask on or off? Oh, it's on. It's okay. On. So as far as names, on the surface, my name is Artemis. I, I was worried about telling you all this stuff back at the house because I didn't know if it was bugged. Because this is all very, very hush hush. Nobody knows about this. And you sure this place isn't? Uh... And he looks down at the mattress. I already checked it. Bugged. I already checked it. Okay. She actually gets out of her one of her belt pouches the bug sweeper she picked up from the the cache, and she shows them how to use it. Oh, I meant uh, different kind of bug. No, I checked it. Don't worry. Okay. I, che- I checked. But you can check too if you want. He nods a little too fast and doesn't make two in the second. So this could be... This could be, this could be good. It's going to be really good. You've never been to the surface before. It's uh, it's a vacation. And I'm I'm going to make sure... That's car glow. I'm going to take care of all the repairs. I'm going to make sure it's all done by the time you get back. Um, 
Are we hiring a contractor? Do you want me to? I, I'm just, I'm going to be happy to, to go home whenever we can, and, and that'll be fine. You know, I'm pretty sure the insurance policy will allow me to purchase a contractor's time. Okay. I'll make a new sign, though. How about? That sounds like a great idea. She gives a, a real big smile, thumbs up. <laughs> so I, I, I registered you as agents in this, uh, this, this organization. It's called Pantheon. It's for um, general service mercenaries. You can make your own profiles and you can all sign up. It's all internet based, which we don't have a lot of uh, in Caldonix. But I made you guys profiles and you can't use your real names up here because it's very easily traceable. Oh, and um, what, what, what are our names? She passes over their agent dossiers that she'd made for them. Val's is Vesta and Clint's is Shen. Oh, still starts with a V. I can remember that, I think. I just thought it was pretty. Shen. Sounds so mysterious. <laughs> Does he puff out his chest a little oh, bit? Like, she uh, picked out Shen because she thought it sounded cool. Sounds, uh, sounds pretty cool. Ground rules for you cool new agents. Do not leave the building. Don't go with anybody, even if they say they know me. Watch out for people with red eyes. Your mother's brows knit together just a little bit. Athena twigs to that a little bit. Cocks her chin in a questioning sort of way. She shrugs a little bit. I mean, I I used to. But some people have red eyes that glow, and um, they, they sort of give off these black shadows. Has, is this stuff you've like talked about? No, oh, okay. not at all. Oh, that that that's a bit different. Then we will be on the lookout for anyone who would know us or you or has glowing eyes. If you stay in the kitchen, you shouldn't have much problem because Flappy's going to be here with you. But the complex is it's it's pretty big. This is the flagship Flappy's. <laughs> There's facilities for working out and tinkering, and I know you guys aren't the most interested in those two things, but that's what agents usually want to do. You'll be safe in this room as long as you do bug sweeps to make sure this is a tablet I've put in my information for reaching me. Say the name Thalassica. I'll get a ping. I might not be able to get to it right away because, you know, if I'm back in the city, it's harder to get to computers, but I can do it. Okay. Don't sign up for any anything that comes from a spam email. I'll probably just leave it as it is. Okay. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. Feels like we just got you back and now we're having to part again. But I know that... Thank you for keeping us safe. And it's hard for you too. I just want to keep everybody as safe as I can and make sure you guys can come home real soon. Just don't forget about yourself. What do you mean? Keep yourself safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lena. Yeah? Keep yourself safe. I will. I wish I could help more than this. Well, it's better this than another house verdict, though. I just don't want you guys to get taken. He nods. Thank you. I'm sorry, my help isn't more convenient or fun or... <laughs> do you, if, if there's anything that you've learned from what you've told us it's that you have a gift of being what people need you to be even if it's not the most fun or the easiest 
I know it's not easy for you either. It's not easy, but I'm able. So that means I should do something about it. We're very proud of you. She's glad she has her mask back up. Val's light eyes crinkle. Oh, Athena has put in the corner of the room on the one table a lamp that she can have surveillance in the room. It's like one with the neck you can move around, yeah, you know? sure. That bulb's gonna last forever because Grandma made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when do we get to meet our new understudy? Right now, but please don't call him an understudy. He shrugs one shoulder and says, okay. You know, it might not be out of, uh, he could, he could maybe have someone show you how to shoot a gun. I assume you guys haven't. I'd be very surprised if you did, but, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah, they both shake their heads. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go talk. Let's go get you guys set up. Yeah. As Athena ushers her parents out the door, they are on a landing outside, and it looks over the core of Flappy's fine establishment. The rooms are built motel-style, so they have stairs and hallways outside the doors that overlook open air and a large area several floors down. There's a training area with several agents making use of it. There's one guy throwing knives at targets attached to the walls. A Yara cleaning a pistol at a workbench. A little frog Karnik doing some deep stretches, fully armored, looks like he's about to head out. There's a small lap pool up against one of the walls. And there's a man with grass green hair doing backstroke laps at a pretty decent clip. There's also a small lounge area off to one side. Several couches are positioned right in front of like a wall of monitors. And each monitor has something different going. They all have subtitles. It looks like the biggest one is on the weather forecast. And as Athena looks up, there is an artificial sky that meets her. This part of Flappies is well, well, well underground, but the warehouse style ceiling has these little electrical panels over it that mimic the sky outside so agents can know at a glance what to prepare for as they return topside. And, you know, Flappy just likes a little bit of flair. When Clint and Val see that, they certainly get a lot more nervous. Oh, it's not real. It's, uh... We're, we're, we're underground right now. It's really bright. It's really, uh, but to actually tap your helmet a little bit, right on the side there's a dial. You can spool it down, make it a little darker for you. Oh, oh, that's better. Yeah, it's for, you know, sun and shade. Uh, well, if we're not going outside, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, but this is the courtyard. There's like a little pool down there if you guys want to go swimming. Or there's, uh, there's, there's general space for doing whatever. Can these masks get wet? They can. I wouldn't get you guys garbage masks. <laughs> you might not want to shower with them, though. Why? It just gets muggy inside. Ah. It's the steam that's the issue, not the water. I see. Appreciate the tips. It's not a ventilator or anything, so it, you, you can't breathe underwater with it. It just works underwater. This could be a problem for cooking. It shouldn't. Shouldn't be. It, sh it shouldn't be. But if it is, you let me know, and I'll get you a different one. Okay. Oh, it's sent. Yep, you make your way back. They're following you with their masks still lit. Her instructions. You find Jean seated along the bar, just wolfing down a big old plate of... What do you think he's ordered? Hmm. What's Flappy's special? Country fried steak. Country fried steak. Probably pancakes of some kind. Yeah, it's, it's a short stack. He's got a short stack of buttermilk pancakes 
country fried steak of some sort, small vegetable sides, potatoes, mm. delicious, grease. He's just cramming food into his mouth. He deserves it. Athena will be with him soon. He's still wearing most of his helmet. It's just like the mouth area yeah, is opened it up. folds up. Dread style for eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a thumbs up as you appear. Points in the back with his mouth still full and chewing. She gives him a thumbs up and steers her parents into the back. And it smells uh, different than Escarglow, but there's some amount of kitchen smell. It's going to be the same wherever you go. There are these shining pots hanging from a, a rack in the center of the ceiling directly over a large island where there's a lot of prep work being done. There are dishes being bussed around, put away, preparing for the evening when most of the people tend to show up at a Flappy's. Fryers sizzling, you got griddles that are either being cleaned or worked over by chefs, and Flappy stands talking to someone by a walk-in refrigerator who's showing him some kind of clipboard list before Athena speaks to grab his attention. Flappy, these are the agents. Woken up, they're ready to go. Maybe not, you know, on shift immediately. Could use a little bit more sleep, I assume. Hmm. Settling in. Uh, this is Vesta and Shen, and they are quite experienced in the restaurant biz. Hmm. Nice to meet you both. Vesta, Shen. I am Flappy Jack. You may call me Flappy. You may call me Jack. You may call me Flappy Jack. And they shake hands all around. Oh, um... <laughs> It's very nice to meet you. I am uh, Vesta, and this is my um, sh- uh, Shen. I'm Shen. He sort of like strikes a <laughs> one hand on one hip pose. Nice. nice. Shed has a goad. Does he already have his own apron on? Um, if you would have let him pack one, possibly. It's just a standard like a like a waist apron. He had to have packed a knife. There's no way he wouldn't. Clint has come with his own belt of cooking utensils that rattle just a little bit as he walks, pivots one leg so that it's on full display. Mm-hmm. They shake hands all around and he says, Good, um, we have some orientation to go over. I can do that now or later after Artemis is gone so as that we don't waste her valuable time. No, oh, Flappy, you do go on. Could, could I maybe get something for the road? Yes, of course. I'll cook you something up and then we can get to talking. But you two, just uh, come and find me in a little bit. You can walk around, explore. Nowhere really off limits unless it's locked and you can't get in. But you'll figure that out. Yes, Flappy will cook you up a meal of your choosing. She just wants breakfast. Such a big breakfast. Gets you a big old breakfast. He'll uh, serve you up a big platter of food as you and Jean are eating. Your parents go and explore. Athena just gratefully wolfs this entire plate of food. It settles nicely onto the jolts in her stomach. As you rejoin Flappy and your parents, they're walking along one of the back corridors, and he's showing them storage rooms and stuff. And you can hear Clint's voice. Oh yeah, I got some. I got some ideas. Think we're gonna do some cool stuff here. It's gonna be really good. She's really glad he's excited. Yes, ideas. This is good. Maybe we speak later. First, we cover the basics. Don't you worry, I've got... Whew, man, you don't know what a treat this is for you. Mm. Athena's eyes behind her mask bow up into little smiley face marks, <laughs> despite herself. Uh, Flappy can probably see her from around the corner. Dower shakes his head. <laughs> Val is trailing behind them just a little bit, sort of hugging her elbows and not saying too much. 
Ah, Artemis. You all set? You leaving? Yeah, we're gonna have to head out to catch the train. Uh, we don't want to really wait around for the next one. It's gonna be too long. Sure. What are you doing with this <laughs> vehicle? Which is, <sighs> I think, maybe leaking some sort of fluid all over the ground? Hmm. Um, we can dispose of it. I mean, if you don't want it, I can... If you can salvage it, we could just say it blew up and cash on the insurance check anyway. Oh, sure. I can salvage, I could sell, something like that. It is yours. Hmm. I like this. Maybe scrub the cereals. Ah, I'll get somebody for that. Don't worry. My credit is very good. With a certain organization? <laughs> yes. Well, you know how to get a hold of me if you need anything. Otherwise, good luck to you. You too. So Athena just holds up a finger to Flappy and says, Can I just have a private word before I head out with these two? Sure. As she pulls them into the walk-in freezer. <laughs> just for a second. This is one of the first places where they seem more at ease. It's finally somewhere familiar. Athena taps her mask plate off and grabs them into a big, big ol' hug. So I gotta head out now, but I love you guys so much, and you're gonna do so well here. I guarantee it's gonna be educational, and maybe it'll be fun. They both pat you on the back, one on each shoulder as you guys are pulled into this three-way hug. And your dad says, Oh, yeah, I'm, I think we could do something here. Got a lot of ideas already, so I think we'll, we'll be okay. And if you get bored, movies are so much better up here. There's no static at all. Your mother smiles at that and says, I'm sure we'll have the time to find out. But I gotta go. I love you guys so much. We love you too, sweetie. It's, we'll be okay. Don't worry about us. Well, I will, but I'm just a ping away. Go. Okay. You can tell she's very pained by this circumstance, but it's clearly out of her control and she's willing to accept that. Uh, she gives her mom an extra, you know, the behind the head cradle, like a like a parent would sure. normally do, but she's in an awkward position where now she's the more knowledgeable one. Mm -hmm. Weird. She doesn't know she likes this role reversal, but she's going to do what she got to do. And then she breaks off after a second and gives them both shoulder squeezes and taps masks back on and heads on back on out. One more shot of Athena leaving the freezer first. Behind her, we see Val and Clint exchange a look. Clint puts his arm over her shoulder, gives her a hug as they watch you go. Through the plume of freezer fog. Mm -hmm. We see Flappy poke his head back into the freezer as you leave. He says, let's talk about seasonings. Oh. I know a little something about seasonings. Uh, that's not what I meant. As he starts to point to his two holstered pistols. <laughs> Athena lets Flappy lead her parents off, maybe to the gun range, <laughs> it sounds like. And she gives her mom a small wave as Val looks over her shoulder. The inside of Athena's mask smells a, a little more humid than before as she turns she goes to find Jean and she swipes a to-go bag off of the counter that the kitchen staff had left for her. And she wraps her knuckles on his shoulder and sort of jerks her chin to the side without saying anything because she doesn't really trust her voice in this moment. She holds the door open for Jean, enjoying the last blast of AC directly down on top of her one last time before the door dings again. Mission accomplished.
Hi, everybody. Just Allie again this week doing a quick outro. Our music was by Crockett, Wave Shaper, and Marcus D this week. We got all three of them. How about that? Crockett you can find at Crockett80s on Twitter and Crockett.Bandcamp.com. Wave Shaper you can find at WaveShaper underscore SWE on Twitter and at WaveShaper1.Bandcamp.com. Marcus D, you can find at Marcus D on Twitter and at MarcusD.net. If you're interested in vinyl, Marcus D has just dropped a new pressing of Times Remembered, which is an album of his I really like and I might be investing in it. And Waveshaper dropped a whole new album. It's called Mainframe and it is a fucking slap. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at RPG for you and me. You can find me on Twitter at you see the hat. I'm also on Instagram at that same handle if you're on there more often. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. The lowest tier, $2 a month, gets you into our Discord. Come on, hang out, be a part of our community. Some very, very special patrons I would like to thank first and foremost are Michael, Chase, and Valentine. Thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much. And Chase is actually on Silica Valley with us, which is on the Patreon-exclusive bonus feed. We're up to 11 episodes. We just had a feast. It was fun. And we also have a couple more patrons to thank, and they are Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Dav, and Zach. Thank you, guys. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. Superpower Companion crowdfunding campaign is over, but good news, you can still purchase it on their website if you wanted to get it on release date. I think that is it. We hope you guys are staying safe, having a beautiful day. Wouldn't you know it? We got a bonus scene this week. Enjoy, you guys. The room we fade in on is a very cluttered, tight row house kitchen. It's in old Caldonic, so it's been around for just about as long as you can imagine. It's a narrow kitchen, you know, one of those with an aisle of space between the two counters. And there's like a back door, mm-hmm. very cluttered with knickknacks of little snails and cupboards that are half open and drawers that Clint himself is having to dodge around as Athena's opening them but she's very small and she has to tiptoe to look in them currently. She is trying to find that one spice that he asked for. She cannot read super well yet. That's so sweet. She got her hair up in little buns because Val put it up for her. Val's a big fan of the two buns, Mm. you know? Now, just remember, sweetie, that when you're done with the drawer, you have to make sure you pushed it closed again. But what if I missed it? Well, then you could always pull it back out. But then I might forget where... Wait, what if I forget which drawers I looked in? I believe that you could keep track. You could do it. What an anxious little girl. (laughs) You just gotta try. Okay. And she, maybe... (laughs) She's so sweet. Okay. Maybe she has a little step stool to get up and look in a little bit better. But she's really trying to help her dad cook today. Mm -hmm. She figured he does so much cooking at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. She wants to try and help him cook at home so it's not as hard inadvertently overcomplicating <laughs> everything. He's got a big smile on his face as he leans, he tries to stay far enough behind you that you don't feel like he's looking over your shoulder, but he's definitely still hovering nearby. Well, he's tall enough he can see what she's doing exactly. So, you remember what you're looking for? No. Paprika. Is it a color? Red. She picks up immediately chili powder. 
turns around with like a, yeah, kind of look. That is red, and it starts with a C, so I that's very good, but that's not paprika. Oh, she tries again. I'm going to roll to see if she actually finds it, though. Sure. Even she does. It's not a race. It was a six. Yes, that's it. Oh. You found it. I found it. You did. Mm-hmm. So do you know what paprika does? No. It makes food taste really good. Oh, so you should put it in everything. Uh, <laughs> he he pauses <laughs> the uh, it's very good to a lot of things. It gives it sort of a, a spoky, savory flavor. Cereal. She says, looking over at the milk jug she left out on the counter. Uh, you probably wouldn't like it in cereal. If you want to try it, you can, but you you probably won't like it in cereal. Cereal, uh, you, you don't really season cereal with powders. Maybe put some sugar, some honey. Those are both good things on cereal. Mm-hmm. Depends what the cereal is. Grandma says Ari got too much sugar in it. And she looks over at the entryway to the dining room where her grandma's reading the paper, sitting there, side-eyeing them. And what does your grandma look like? This would be Grandma Hilda. Yeah, this your is Grandma mother, Hilda. Your mom's mom. The one that they live with. Because it's a multi-generational home. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she looks a lot like Val, but a little more wrinkly at this point. She's a little bit more wrinkly. I feel like her hair is frizzier. Mm-hmm. I always imagine she had frizzier hair than yeah. Val did. Maybe she puts it up in like a little headband just I like to keep that. it out of the way. That's cute. Pink Ori eyes though, so maybe her hair is like streaked with some pink still. Ooh, I like that. Now, do Ori retain their hair color even when they're super old? Or does it gray a little bit as well? We've never canonically discussed that, but I think... I feel like it would still gray a little bit, but they'd have cool. streaks. I like the idea that it, it grays or it discolors a little bit, but maybe that's also reflected by their eyes. You know, maybe, maybe. it just changes a little bit over time. But yeah, so when you're talking about sugar and sugar intake, we see Hilda flick her eyes over, just a a covert glance as you guys are talking, and she has a quirk at the edge of her mouth and (laughs) a small nod of, good girl. (laughs) Clint says, your grandma is absolutely right. You have to be careful how much you have. It's really good, but you can't have it all the time. She says, (laughs) undecided about how much she's going to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what we're cooking? Eggs. That's right. Because they're right there. And she points Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the counter. Do you want to try to crack an egg? Yes. You can do it. She says, looking very nervous. He he picks you up. He's got a taller stool. So he picks you up under your armpits and puts you high up on the stool. So you're right next to the counter and he stands behind you so you won't fall. So the thing about breaking eggs is it's not about how hard you hit it. You just have to tap it. You want to crack the eggshell and you just... Very lightly pull it apart, the yolk falls down, and you're good. It'll take some practice. You're going to get some shells in it. It's okay. Okay. Picks up very daintily. Maybe it's like one of those brown speckled eggs, you know? I like that. I don't know what it comes from. That's a good egg. Picked a good egg. Looks like it. And she's going to try and crack it with D4 strength. Well, I don't think this is a strength. This <laughs> she is not a strength. She doesn't know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, if she chooses to use strength, if you're going to make a strength roll, she automatically fails. Damn. <laughs> Okay, so I guess the first one is just failed. <laughs> she, she breaks it. <laughs> how does she break it? She just smashes it down on the. I didn't know how strong it would be. <laughs> Clint, Clint can't help me. He just it's, it's, it's okay. She's just you. sitting there looking up at him with goop fingers. Oh, Theta, it's it's not about how hard you hit it. It's okay. Here's a towel. Oh. Here, here's a towel. It's fine. I'm just gonna get your hands on the towel. She pats it. There you go. Okay. We're going to wash our hands really well after this. Why? 
Well, because the egg goop isn't, you don't want to eat that before it's cooked. It's not good for you. Pavi does it? Well, Pavi is Nakir. Nakir can do certain things we can't, just like you can do certain things she can't. Oh. One of those is eat things that maybe you shouldn't. Mm. Anyway, okay, so try again. This time, it's not about how hard you hit. Probably Which agility. Agility. I mean, it might be covered under... Unskilled. Science. <laughs> she got a four, unless there are any negatives no, on I'd that. No, I'd say that's a success. Nice. D4 kid agility. Jesus. Bad coordination. So she shakily takes it up to the rim of the glass bowl and just tinks it like once. And that's enough for her to get the idea of how thick the shell actually is. She's like, oh. Wow, that was so good. Look at how well you did that. That was only your second try. Thank you. And just remember, it's not going to go as well as that all the time. But that's okay. Okay, so now you're going to do that a couple more times. You fill up the glass with the eggs. And then when you're ready, you can put them all in together. That way they cook at the same rate. Hmm. Are you smart? She says <laughs> that not having occurred to her. I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? Okay. Yeah, I guess it's not really a secret because you can tell people. Your dad's a pretty smart guy. I know something about a few things. I'll tell everybody. Well, don't, don't tell everybody. That that just sounds like you're bragging. But and what you, if I tell them that you said it? That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do not tell them that, that. Don't do that. What does Hilda do? Does she snort into her coffee? Yeah, just, maybe she is bringing her coffee up to her lips and we hear the small huffs of laughter and the mug shaking just a little bit. <laughs> The fog or the steam, steaming glasses. Nice. Okay, let's see those. Uh, let's see you cook some eggs. Okay, here I go. You want to roll for cooking eggs? Yes. What am I rolling? I think it would be unskilled. Yeah, cooking that skill because we have made cooking a skill in our universe. Through, have we? Through Clint and Moby. Sure. Does not go very well. So eggs are pretty. You just pour them in. They start to cook. Scrape at them a little bit. We're just scrambling them. So it's really easy. Just move the spatula and move around so everything cooks evenly. And it'll eventually be done. And if you leave it too long, it'll burn. Oh, it's already burnt. She says, trying to like oh, scrape it be. off. Because oh, oh. she was holding the metal pan really hard, but she was focusing so much. She was letting out a little bit of static, which heat up the pan faster. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Just scrape, oh, scrape no. at it. Here, it's fine. But you, I broke it. You didn't break anything. Just the eggs. But, but you were, but you were supposed were, to. You were supposed oh. to, that's right. Yeah, you're fine. Here. He rustles your head a little bit and guides your hand with the spatula and scrapes at it to get the burny parts off. What'd you get, a three, you said? Uh, they were both threes, yeah. Yeah, that was almost perfect. Mm. Hey, the, the first step to being good at something is being bad at something. That doesn't make any sense. Sure it does. She squints up very, because... very <laughs> confused, but also disbelieving. He kneels down in front of you, taking a knee, popping a squat in front of you. It's okay to fail. You just need to keep trying. Every time you fail, just remember what went wrong, and you can do better the next time. Huh. You think I became the best cook in the city overnight? Can I tell people you're the best cook? You can definitely tell people I'm the best cook, but not that I said so. Because oh. that's what other people say, too. Oh. Uh. Okay. She says, try, like, you can see the, the little kid, like, two brain cells trying to make <laughs> sense of that. One brain cell between each eye just bouncing back and forth. Uh, he, he laughs and leans in and gives you a whiskery mustache kiss. Ruffles your hair a little bit. Says, come on, kiddo. 